Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast, everyone. I have an amazing guest today. Miss Casey Howell is Zooming in with us, and I get to chat with her and see her in real life, but you get to hear her beautiful voice. She's actually become our resident astrologer in the You Do Woo world. She's done some master classes for my mastermind gals, and they're just obsessed with her. And I was like, I have to have you come on the podcast. So welcome, Casey. Thank you for being on. Hi, thank you. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to it all day on this happy new moon and solar eclipse. (laughs) Yes, we're recording this on the new moon and solar eclipse, and it's coming out actually on Halloween, which is a day after Mars goes retrograde. Okay, this is a big deal. Please tell us why this is a big deal. Okay, let's start with the simplicity of Mars, just in general, okay? So we know that we have several planets, and Mars is one of those inner planets, and typically spends about two months in a sign. And Mars is our energy, our drive, our um, competitiveness. It also can be like stubborn. Our physical energy, like in our will, like our will to get stuff done, like our mojo, if you will. But it's also like our fight and flight energy. So there's a lot of, it's like this marathon runner of just like Mars is going to go, go, go until it gets stuff done. You could label it like the inner warrior, if you will. So it's courage, initiation. It's just your overall passion for things. And so it went into the sign of Gemini back in August. Okay. So what's interesting, it usually spends about two months in a sign. So about, you know, six weeks, give or take. However, this year, and this happens every two, two and a half years, it is going to stay in Gemini until March. So we got a good seven months. Right. Now, with that being said. And what is Gemini all about? Right. Okay. Gemini, the twins, right? So that is like information. I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I may not have a reason of why I want to know, but it's, it's intellect. It wants to read. It wants to learn different things. It's the mind. It's communication. It rules Mercury. But, you know, if you have Gemini energy, it can also, you can be talking with your hands a lot. We do that. I have a lot of Gemini air in my uh, chart, but chipper, they're going to ask a lot of questions. And so your Mars and energy and drive is just, it, it can be like you're getting stuff done and you may be chasing squirrels all at the same time. Oh, I want to know a little bit of this. I want to do a little bit of this. Let me do it this way. So like if you're baking a cake, you might have six recipes, if you will, and then trying to figure it out. <laughs> that, that's a lot for my brain right now. 
I don't want to. So wait, what is it be like the fact that Mars is retrograde in Gemini? What does that mean? Okay. So retrograde, most people are familiar with retrogrades with Mercury, right? It's like stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Retrograde periods just more or less mean that that planet is spinning closer to earth than normal. And so it appears as if it's stations and is spinning backwards when really it's just closer to us. So anytime there's a planet in retrograde, it's a time to slow down, reflect, revisit, refocus, and, you know, in today's world, we do not like to slow down. Mm-hmm. You, we want it fast. We want, you know, decisions, new jobs. We want to get there faster, mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature. And in today's world, we do not like to slow down. I mean, when I want to eat, I don't want to have to wait in the line. The grocery store lines are long, you know, there's certain hours at, at restaurants now, you know, different things like that. So retrograde period is a time to slow down. So If you go back to the different word, you know, descriptions of Mars that I was describing, it's all of that slowing down. There's a shadow period, just like with Mercury retrograde, Mars has a a shadow period and it started September 3rd, building up to the October 30th. So some people could be unaffected, but yet they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So the easy way I, I like to share with other folks are if you're trying to figure out how the energies affect you, track the moon every two and a half days and see how your energy is, mm-hmm. because you'll be able to tell how you filter all 12 zodiac signs mm-hmm. within a month. And there are different energies to the signs. And so once you kind of have a basis of that, then you can kind of apply it to, you know, other planets and things. And so from October 30th through January 12th of next year, Mars will be retrograde. And we know what kind of, what I want to say, the holidays, if you will, are going to take place. Some people are going to be traveling. They're going to be gathering with friends and family a lot, celebrations, all of those kind of things. But this is going to be a time that it could, you know, we just need to be aware of what's taking place because Mercury retrograde also happens at the tail end of this of Mars retrograde as well. I know that a lot of our listeners are in the Northern hemisphere. We do have, a, I do have a pretty big listener base in Australia, so it's different mm-hmm. for them as far as like, they're not going into winter right now, but the majority sure. of us in, in the Northern hemisphere are going into winter. And regardless of the planets and everything, I always have this just feeling and encourage my clients to like slow down. It's okay to like take things off your plate. It's okay to have less of a social schedule if that feels good to you to like hermit a little bit more to, you know, it's the whole idea of what animals do during the winter and really like burrowing in and and slowing down and all of that kind of stuff. So this is like a great excuse to... (laughs) Sure that you're paying attention to that any even more. And what's so crazy is that around that September 3rd, I remember it was Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I just got this ping where I was like, I need to change my schedule. Mm. Like, I'm working too much. I had already had my schedule for September, so I couldn't really change September, but I didn't have October booked out yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm only going to do my Zooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm going to keep Monday, Wednesday, Friday open for October. 
and see mm-hmm. how it goes. And you know, what's crazy. I mean, my husband has even noticed this. He's like, you're so calm and balanced. Mm. And I've also made more money than ever before this month. Right. Because I thought that working less would be less money, but really like creating that space and slowing down doesn't have to necessarily mean that. Right. Less is more. Yeah. Less is more. And, and grounding. So kudos to you for doing that. I mean, kudos. It was a weird thing. And that came right yeah. as Mars was doing its shadow thing. The thing of it is too. So if you were to track this, knowing what you know now of like, okay, the, the shadow period, I had that aha moment. Mm-hmm. So some feel it in shadow periods, some feel it in the hub, you know, in the crux of the true retrograde. And then some feel it more in the shadow afterwards. Got it. So when you track that and same thing with like mercury retrograde, some people f- experience different things during the before, during and after, if you will. So when you start to track it, there is this ebb and flow within the energies that you can start to kind of track. Now, granted, it can become a full-time job, but the, yeah. at the same time, you know, we're all busy. But if you know that, then it's like, listen to that energy and listen to how that feels. And then like what you said, you had one of your, you know, had a great month and you felt better and others noticed. Yeah. A lot of people will be like, what the heck's wrong with you? You know, but it's like, look, I'm just, I'm figuring life out. I don't have to be go, go, go. And more isn't always better. And I feel like allowing myself that space. It's not like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I don't do anything. It's just that I'm not in any other person's energies. I don't have a schedule. I can sort of follow my body with what it wants to do, you know? And it's almost like I've had more clarity and have better ideas mm-hmm. for my business and also just like higher magnetism. So like the correct people have been attracted to me and I've been getting the correct ideas for like podcast guests and what people need and like all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's just increased my magnetism to like slow down and create more space, you know, your vibration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your vibrating too. at a higher level. We even this past weekend, we went to the Texas State Fair. I had never mm. been. And we took our three-year-old daughter. And it was the most, I, and I've been really practicing lately on the weekends, not working, not being on social media too much, just really being present and having it like my goal for the weekend is like, how much fun can we have? Like, yeah. how many memories can we create? And so we were just having fun and vibing high and whatever. People were coming up to me every like 15 minutes. Hey, do you want these four coupons? Hey, does she want this little puppy dog stuffed animal? Hey, do you want this? Do you? And I was, and Cam was like, my husband was like, what is happening? It's like, I, my goal was to have as much fun today as possible. And people are just giving me stuff. It's right. the weirdest thing. <laughs> but what, how incredible. I mean, and that you noticed it, you know, sometimes we're so... Like allowing yourself to just slow down and create Mm -hmm. space. And with that Gemini thing, like the whole idea around information and intellect, I've been like sort of lowering the amount of information I'm taking in and being really specific. I was like, I know in October there were several different courses that I was sort of looking at. And I was like, I don't really want to take this course. I don't really want to do this but I do want to get a natal chart reading from you. I booked the chart reading with you, which we did like a week and a half ago. And I was like, I think that's all the information I need to take in this month. 
You know, it's like, I mean, I'll read books here and there and whatever, but it's not like I have to go. Is that part of like Mars in, in retrograde and Gemini too, is like being like more intentional with the information you're taking in? Yes. And you want to be more intentional. Like right now, it's like really, if you've got goals, you know, and being in business, you know, like yourself and I, it's like, you could be chasing squirrels. Mm -hmm. And so really stand on the main thing of what you want and really tapping in and following what feels good and what's going to serve you the most, because you can, and we all know in the holiday season, we can say yes too much. And then we're exhausted. And with it being Mars conversations, you may not say something that you should have said. So pausing that sharp tongue could catch up with you around family. Uh, I know. (laughs) They always say, what's that saying? If you think you're so spiritual, go hang out with your family of origin for a weekend and see how that goes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it is one of those things. And if you feel that, like you want to say something, just I think it's Melrose count of five, maybe somewhere along the road or pause for a second, or maybe write them a letter, but you don't necessarily have to give it to them because it could be that they're triggering something within you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, what is it they're they're triggering within you and your chart to where you could grow? And is it really worth the conversation? Because it could be damaging. So, and, and kiddos, you know, you think about all the kiddos acting out, you know, so putting into practice a lot of a ways of grounding, you know, whether it's I drink an ashwagandha tea, you know, or detox tea, or, you know, do you need to burn candles or incense or journal, meditate? I did restorative yoga last night and it was like the best thing ever. I told her, I said, I don't know if you scheduled this on purpose, but having on a balsamic moon before the eclipse, this was like perfect. And it was rainy. So we were here in the rain with her music. It was just perfect. And I was just like, okay, like I could do this all the time. (laughs) So good. Yeah. I do like Epsom salt baths. Mm -hmm. I'll walk around the backyard barefoot. Yes. Breathing exercises and all of that. Grounding is something I used to never, ever do. Mm. And it's almost like a life or death thing for me now. It's like a half to. Yeah. Well, and you have a job. I have a part-time job. So when I come home, it's like, I burn my poly Santo. Mm-hmm. I like that. I want to get in the element where my, we call it more or less packing, but if you've got crystals, you know, putting those in your pockets, just to remind you to stay grounded or putting alarms in your phone, because there are so many triggers. And if you deal with the public, you know, the past couple of years has been challenging and people are out and about now and they're starting, you know, a lot more traveling and shopping and all that. But at the same time, it's like, hang on tight because, you know, with the eclipse too in Scorpio, like things are revealed and yeah. this, you know, I know we're not talking about the eclipse season, but today this energy is going to last for six months. So it's like, it never stops. So staying in your practice and staying grounded But during these holidays, like what we were talking about earlier with, you know, whether you're in business and just in your personal life, it's super important just to pause and think of the bears and hibernation. That's a great analogy of what they do here in the Northern Hemisphere. You know, they hibernate. 
One question I was going to ask you when I was first taught about Mercury retrograde, I forget who told me, but they were like, hey, with Mercury retrograde, go look at when the last Mercury retrograde was and reflect on all the ways you've grown since then. And those are usually every three or four months, right? It happens three times a year. Okay. Yeah. Look at the ways you've grown since the last retrograde, the things that maybe you're like, ooh, leading into the next one, I want to give this up or release it or change, like the ways that you want to grow or change or things to release or whatever, and reflection. Is that similar with the Mars retrograde? Because I know the last one was in 2020, Mm -hmm. September through November 2020. And I'm just thinking back on my life then, and I'm like, whoa, so much growth has happened since then. And it would be cool to go back and look at like the vibes of that couple month period and what I was doing and what I was going through and all that kind of stuff. And then reflect on this new retrograde time and like what all is different and, you know, gratitude for the growth, but also like, I'm thankful that I changed this. I'm thankful that this has grown. I'm thankful that I released this, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you have people do with Mars retrograde too? Yeah, absolutely. In astrology with energies, it's looking back at the history, that's where, you know, most of astrologers will spend and that's where they gather their data of what took place. So if you think about that in September of 2020, you know, it was in March of 2020 that the virus and all that kind of started playing, but then we were being told to not gather, think about it. We were being told what to do more or less during that time period. And people were having to go inward, like no more going into the offices. They were having to work from home, but also have their kids at home. And it was in Aries, which is a fire element, but it also rules Mars. So it, it kind of coincides kind of with what we're doing now, even though it's it's the rulership of Mars with Aries. Here we have Mars with Gemini and an air element. So it's like having those revelations. And if you look at how you handled it then, and then being like, okay, was it so bad really being at home with the kiddos, you yeah. know? we're always taking vacation to be at home. Now we can have like three meals together still. We just got to maneuver and, you know, corporations had to change how they did business, you know, and working from home and different things like that. So it is one of those things looking back. And I think it was like 2007, it was in Gemini, I believe the last time. And so it's like, what was going on then? Yeah. That's crazy to think about. mm -hmm. So yeah, you can go back and track this and be like, okay, where was I? What was I doing? What was I going through in life and maneuvering it? Because then you can also kind of, you can go forward with it just as well. That was one of the most fascinating things about doing my natal chart reading with Mm. you was like going over, I think my first opposition in Saturn and my first yeah. Saturn return and when those, the second square, and then when my second opposition is going to be, which is, they both were in Taurus, which is crazy. <laughs> That's a personal thing, but I talked to her about that and I was like, whoa. I mean, I seriously was mind blown when we were yeah. talking about that. And then you brought in all this information with my husband's chart and my daughter's chart and all of like things that I hadn't really even looked at. And it just made so much sense. I mean, I work in human design and I understand it really well, but there's only like five energy types, 
you obviously could do like a 10 hour reading on somebody's human design chart, but astrology is so different because there's like timelines having to do with it where your chart changes with the moon, your human design chart can change with the moon and certain gates can be activated and whatever. So that's a whole other thing. But like, there's not like timeline, like looking back on like what happened in your mm-hmm. life in your first Saturn opposition and mm-hmm. And you are the only person I know. Well, you're the only person I've ever had a full chart reading with. So that's one thing. (laughs) You really do a great job of explaining all of this really like super in-depth stuff in layman's terms. It was just like the coolest thing ever. And that was like part of, I don't know, my whole deal is like, okay, all of this information is great and cool and whatever, but like, how can I utilize it? going forward. But sometimes it requires looking backwards yes. at what happened in my life, what was happening during this time, because this this is all going to repeat itself. And then what am I going to take and learn from that, that I don't necessarily have to repeat the learning part of it. And it can be easier for me, right? <laughs> Isn't that the point? Right. You're exactly right. And the thing of it is, is when you can look back on those and, and learn Granted, something else is going to come along, but the universe is maneuvering. You know, I don't play chess. I like checkers, but it's these certain plays and moves that the planets do to help guide you so that you're fulfilling your life's calling, you know, and, you know, granted, we're all here to serve and love, but yet it's like, we're all doing it in different manners. Mm -hmm. And so having the universe and the different planets all be in those key players on helping you fulfill it while you're here is super important if you're paying attention. And one other thing that you go over when somebody does a chart reading, by the way, everybody, you might want to pause the episode right now and just go down to the show notes, go follow Casey on Instagram and you can click the link to book a chart reading with her because she does fill up fast. But one of the most fascinating things that I know you go over in everybody's natal chart reading is the North node. Mm. And we actually just got off of a training in my mastermind with my sister, who's a child therapist. And people were like, any just random tips you have like for your kids? She goes, go find out your child's North node Mm. and really embrace that. Cause that's what they're called to embrace more of. Right. Right. Mine's in Gemini. Can you like, can you tell me, tell everybody a little bit about that and like some tips for me and then in anybody else's North node who's in Gemini. Cool. But if you don't know it, (laughs) go book a reading with Casey and she can tell you. Okay. Yeah. So the North node is really where you're supposed, and my, my mentor just reminded me head towards your North node, Casey. Head towards yeah. your North node. And here we are chatting about, you know, right. astrology and the North node, because, you know, we have to practice what we preach too. Right. And so the North node, it is this energy of what you're heading towards in fulfilling and balancing these, these energies, because it's all about the yin and the yang, Right. The opposite of North Node is the South Node. And so we come in with these karmic experiences and gifts, but there's also attributes to release. And so heading towards your North North Node in Gemini, you know, is gathering information. It's getting, I would say with North Node, it's two others' perspectives, you know, and just listening more 
And that can be hard. It can be difficult because, you know, we all have stubborn in our chart. I'm sorry, but we, it, it is what it is, right? But at the same time, it's like, okay, let me listen to this perspective. If we get the same outcome, does it really matter? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And so just gathering the information is such a Gemini thing. And I think I shared with you when we were, when we had your reading of like Geminites, we, we can't talk without our hands, that energy. And Mm -hmm. it's so uncomfortable not to use my hands when I'm talking. I'm not a Gemini, I'm an Aquarian, but I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. (laughs) It's just so nuts. I'm looking, I think I took six pages of notes and I'm looking at them right now when we had our reading and it's just so, so nuts. And that is like really true because I'm not, there's some people, I think they do have a superpower of listening and actually having this podcast the past two and a half years has helped me cultivate being a better listener. I still have a lot of work to do. I think being married helps you practice that <laughs> on a daily basis, right? And it doesn't help that my husband's a talker and we like constantly interrupt each other. And it's, it's, I have to like now view that in a different way as like spiritual work, right? Rather than just little annoyances. It's like, well, this is my North Node in Gemini. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It is. And this is your podcast is a prime example of you fulfilling it. It's communicating, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're you're sharing it, you know, on a collective. I don't remember the house that yours is in because that, you know, that, it's the area of life. But at the same time, it's like gathering information from others that you have on here to host and to share information and then sharing it with the collective out in the world is very Gemini. So kudos to you, because I don't know how you came about, you know, having a podcast, but something started and it's a great avenue because some people could be writing books and I would rather talk versus write. And granted, I like to travel too, or, you know, drive, I'll drive anywhere. doesn't really matter. So travel communication, but yeah, writing is not my strength wheelhouse in the Gemini. And in yours, I would say you probably like talking it out a little bit better. Yeah. I would prefer quick question too. So my daughter's North node is cancer. What does that mean? I mean, if you think of cancer to everyone, it's family, right? It's a water element, hard outer shell, but on the inside, I just want to squeeze or most, I have a brother that's cancer. I have lots of friends that are cancer and it's, but they like to be inside their shell too. She may like to be out and about, but being in that shell and then treating everyone as if they're family to where it's not just her, so to speak. Yeah. So there's so many avenues to it, to, uh, you know, career relationships and studying your North node. I, I think I share, I share it with almost every client of like, you know, really reflecting on it about once a quarter is just a good thing. You know, once you kind of get it tapped in, you know, most people set New Year's resolutions. I always grab, you know, my, what's my North Node calling me to do? Like, how have I grown? And I usually will like write a date and I keep my notes on how far I think I've come or, you know, things I'm challenged with and new moon intentions are a great time to release some of that stuff and set new ones. I love that so much. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? I feel like that would be so fun. You know, I know, right? I have thought about it. It's like not knowing the to-dos where I get stuck in my head of like all the thoughts. I can help you with that. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should chat about um, starting a podcast. Cause you know, I do, I listen to so many, but then I'm always talking back to them and I'm like, Oh, not talking back to them, but yeah. you know, in conversation, as you listen to podcasts, I'm like, Oh, and then I could host different ones on mine as well. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, we're headed towards this huge spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and having everyone ground the kids that are having kids these days, you know, and kudos to you, you know, learning your daughter's chart. I know my kids charts, it gives you this peep into their world of life through a different lens, so to speak, to where you can help nurture them and guide them. I think Mm -hmm. in what I've experienced and then my daughter, she studies hers and she knows that we make jokes about it, but at the same time, it's like, Man, what a tool to have in your toolbox at navigating this world today. I also think it's so cool to like have something to chat about that encourages you to sort of have deep conversations. You know what I mean? It like makes that a little bit more organic of a conversation Mm -hmm. than just the like, and there's nothing against therapists. I love therapists. I Mm -hmm. go to therapy, but of the like just deep questions especially with kiddos. Cause it's like, Ooh, this is happening right now. How are you feeling? And it, it um, like encourages those conversations. Have you found, how old are your kids again? And have you, have you found that? Oh, I have a son that's 26 and my daughter's 17. So like in her world, we're discussing, you know, what she wants to be when she grows up, yeah. you know, and she has psychology. Which is a hilarious head. thing. Cause you're like, okay, oh, first I know. Of all, you can change it many times if you <laughs> right. would. Like it. Exactly. And the universe may wake you up and you yeah. might be sharing astrology one day. Yeah. <laughs> Although my, I have a BS degree in communications. I think that a validate. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in her world, you know, sports psychology, and we were just talking about this of like, what a different toolbox you could have if you apply what you've learned through astrology. You know, you don't necessarily have to tell them all about the planets, but you could navigate the timeline of where they're at in life. You know, and for instance, my son is in his Chiron opposition. Does he realize that? No. So we try to navigate conversations in a different way. And he's coming on his first Saturn return. You know, my daughter's first Saturn opposition was at 14. So we talked about it. It screams adolescence. And I'm like, okay. And knowing where that is in her birth chart, we were able to talk through it a little bit more too. That's crazy. Yeah. There's so many incredible conversations. I just, we could sit around a bonfire all day long. I know. (laughs) And one of the coolest things you told me that is in, so we're in, I'm like, what year are we in? 2022? In 2028 is my second Saturn opposition. Mm. And this is considered like your midlife crisis, but I don't, you know, it's yeah, like everybody reacts to that in a different way, yeah. but that's going to be really interesting to see what that is. Yeah, Saturn and then Uranus is usually happening, give or take, at the same time or before or after as well. So yeah, you said rebel. Uranus yeah. opposition is then as well, and it's in Gemini. I don't mm-hmm. remember what my Saturn opposition is in, but we can we can touch okay. on that later. Yeah, um, I'm still reflecting on all of the information that you gave me and going back and looking at what happened. Like I had my first waxing square of Saturn at age eight. And there were some crazy things that happened at that time for me. 
anyways, there's all of this information that you gave me. I still like sort of want to take every bullet point and go journal on it. Be like, what were the feelings that came up? Where is maybe some still, like we talked about Chiron and the wounded healer and Mm -hmm. all of that, like stuff that's still wounded inside of me that I could work on healing, you know? And it's just so rereading my notes today. I'm just like getting chills. <laughs> it is. And you build upon it. That's the thing. You you start to build on it. And then, you know, a lot of people are like, where do I start? And I'm like, you know, if it's emotions, let's look at your moon. You know, if it's your energy and drive, let's look at Mars. So with your North node in Gemini and was it Saturn in Gemini? It's interesting. You should track Mars through Gemini. Yeah. Be okay. being really attentive. Just I think we talked about that too, of just like tracking even the moon when it's in Gemini for the two and a half days. Okay. You know, because a lot of people, when we talk about, let's say, you know, their Saturn return or, you know, the midlife crisis, like you said, everyone navigates it different. But if you start to track that kind of energy, you can also see if you have any friends that have that, mm. you know, that just their sun signs. Yeah. Most of the people don't know their moon and ascendant yeah. or north node. They just don't. That's okay. I'm spreading the love. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna tell as many Every as we can. With that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can start to kind of see, or do the do they get on your nerves the most? It's like what do they reflect back to you? Yeah. Because usually that's when we're being triggered and yet we could learn the most. Yeah. And especially going into this Mars retrograde period. Mercury retrograde starts on December 29th. Mm-hmm. So it's at the tail end of Mars, but the shadow part is still over Christmas. Yeah. So we've got this energy and granted, these aren't the only two planets making aspects in the world, but <laughs> taking one or two and just being conscious and aware is helpful. So starting right now with the eclipse, you said this is eclipse season. This will be my last question, by the way. What exactly is eclipse season? What does that mean? So the energies from an eclipse season can last like six months because then, you know, we go into spring. So if you think about a six month period, Mm -hmm. it's in Scorpio, right? Scorpio, Taurus, keeping the pendulum. And so it's more or less, it's a big time that you could set on this new moon intentions and getting into the depths it, with Scorpio energy, it's, it's nothing surfaced. What things are being revealed to you that you could grow upon, expand upon, you know, and think about it. Granted, we're, we're in a Mars retrograde, so it's rethinking it. But if it really feels good, just like you and I do in this podcast, you know, I think we originally were planning last week, mm-hmm. like, hey, can we bump it? And I was like, you said Tuesday, I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. A new moon in Scorpio. And I was looking at my own chart of how this aligned. I was like, oh, this is, you know, not that it was just about me, but I'm like, okay, that feels good to me. And I'm super, I'm more excited than when I was last week about it. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, it's that kind of energy going forward. So what kind of energy in Scorpio, where do you see it in six months? And I know a lot of people get, you know, well, I have to worry about tomorrow, but yet at the same time, how, where do you want to be in six months, so to speak, and setting those intentions and the personal growth with that? I always say like, where do you want to be six months from now or 12 months from now? And then how can you start today showing up as that person? 
right embodying that person now because that's like almost a way that you can sort of collapse time <laughs> collapse the time in getting to those results that you're wanting right I know I hear people say act as if mm-hmm. but sometimes people haven't even thought about it yeah you know it's usually the new year's resolutions people want to get healthy yeah. well I'm like no like what does that mean really getting healthy you know, so you can do this every month with the new moon intentions, set new intentions every month. But in today's specifically, it's a six month deal. So it's a, it's an exciting time. And it's like, just pause for that. So you figure we're at October 20th, 5th, right? Mm-hmm. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So April, end of April, you know, and we're gearing up for summer if you think about it. Oh, so I mean, I think about with my daughter because she'll be graduating and this, so it all aligns. And so we were talking about intentions and like colleges, you know, the right friends, the right residential hall, wherever she's going to stay. So it's all those kind of things that I'm like, how do you envision it? Yeah. But in our busy life, it's hard for people to pause and to think that far in advance. So this episode gives people permission to pause, <laughs> yes. to slow down, to reflect, to really give themselves time and space to clear your mind, be mm-hmm. intentional about the information you're taking in, about what you're communicating. And I highly, highly recommend give Casey a follow on Instagram I'll link her Instagram below and also definitely reach out to her and, and book a reading with her. It will be one of the most transformational 60 minutes of your life. Like it's so good. I highly, highly recommend it. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with our amazing listeners or anything else that other than your Instagram and your link for, for booking a natal chart reading, is there anything else that you want to share with with our listeners. No, I'm so look forward to it. It's, it's going to be an exciting time. It's an exciting time. All the transformations. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy fall. Make sure that you start slowing down. Take some things off your plate. Give yourself a little bit more space. Do a little bit more self-care and me time. It will be a good thing for you. Thank you so much, Casey. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. 
you have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.